This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Tiana. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? Good and you? Great. Fantastic. Got your headlights here. Pick the real one. We're going to get you a gift card to Burns Garden Center and a pair of tickets to the Cincinnati Home and Garden Show, okay? Awesome. All right. So is it a man goes viral with video of him using every public bathroom in Cleveland? Is it B, woman sets world record for kissing frogs 3,715 in one hour? Or C, a man set a record by going to Disneyland 2,995 days in a row? I'm going to say B. No, it's not B. Oh, man. It's Disneyland. Oh, really? And I sure hope he had like an annual pass or something. Do they sell annual passes? Because, my God, that'd be expensive. They do. And he better be a kajillionaire because that is expensive. (laughs) Pricey. Very. Yeah, there are people who who love Disneyland and people who hate Disneyland Hmm. and people who like it once in a while. But after an exhausting 12 hours at the park, they're they're good for a year. It's, four or five. <laughs> it's a long day. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on what time of year you're going. You know, he went every month. Yeah, this 50-year-old guy by the name of Jeff Reitz, who just earned a Guinness World Record for visiting Disneyland. I assume that's Anaheim, California, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. uh, He visited Disneyland 2,995 days in a row. So that's... Eight years, three months, and 13 days in a row visiting Disneyland. Oh, my word. His run stretched from 2012 to 2020. His last visit was March 13th, the last day the park was open before closing for the COVID-19 pandemic. He was trying to make it to 3,000, and he was only five days away. So close. Yeah. But he struggled a bit during the pandemic and decided to make changes in his life. And one of them was to stop the streak and just move on. Jeff's record, though, was certified by Guinness. And he says he'd love to return to Disneyland and show it off. But he just hasn't decided on a uh, return date yet. This is him talking about it when he was in the middle of breaking the record. You know, this is going to probably end up being even Guinness World Records, and that wasn't even something when this first started that was planned. I come in the evening, as long as you're in the gate before closing, you're good to go. It brings back reflection along with looking to the future, and kind of like what Walt had planned out. Yeah, right before the pandemic closure, uh, it was unclear how long the park would be closed. It wouldn't 
reopen, it turned out, for another 13 months. Uh, but, yeah, Jeff became a bit of a Disney celebrity during his run. He, he posted a lot on social media, and people would be excited to see him at the park. And uh, Disney gave him some love as well. But after eight years, it was definitely time for him to find something new or <laughs> or maybe, you know, like get a job and be paid to be there. Yeah, yeah. why didn't he just work there? Also, maybe how I want to know how much money he spent on dining there. You know, like did he eat while he was there? Because that's an expensive part of yeah, going to Disney. I don't, I don't know. Or did he just walk in and walk out? Grabbed a pic with Goofy. And- yeah, and then just dipped. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what is something that you did out of habit for a while? You know, maybe a place that you went to every single day or a food you had every single day or a TV show that you had already watched it from start to end. Maybe a show that's not even on the air anymore, but you you watched the entire series over and over and over again. I know you, you kind of did that with The Office. Yeah, we go through spurts of putting that on. Haven't had it on in a while, but. I went, I went through a thing where I got sucked into old classic What's My Line game show episodes oh on the game show network. <laughs> that network, This I'm was like you. years ago. It just sucked me in. I couldn't stop watching it. I found it thoroughly entertaining. With Greg yeah. and Ryan. Yeah. Well, and those shows, I mean, it, they just keep, there's another episode and then another episode on that channel and then another episode. It just feels like it never ends. Yeah. Like, when do you get up and walk away? Especially if they have like a game where there's a family. If it's a family feud, you know they've already won, and now they're the champions, and they're back. You got to see what happens next. Well, what's my line was on from I I want to say it was like 1954 through like the mid 70s, and that's like a guessing game, right? They give you clues as to what your job is, and you have to guess. Yeah. So uh, a guy walks. Okay, so you got a panel, and then you have the host. And the host brings out a, a mystery guest. Mm-hmm. The panel is all blindfolded, so they don't know who just walked out. Okay. And is it somebody famous or could be just any somebody, Joe Blow? Someone notable or it could just be someone who has a unique job. Okay. So they come out and uh, and so the audience is in on it. They write their name and maybe what their occupation is on, on a blackboard so that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's who that guy is. Okay. That's what he does. And then he sits down next to the host. And then the host says, all right, uh, Jen, you can ask the first question. Okay. And so you you each kind of <laughs> go down yes, the line. And are they yes-no questions only, or are they? They are. Okay, so I they, yes, they are. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. So I would say, so do you work in the movie industry? No. But w- the panelists get better over time because they would be like, do you work do you um does your job have to do with the tangible object or mm. you know they kind of like start from the outer and then they kind of work there do you work in the entertainment industry and if the answer is yes then they start zeroing in on that gotcha so it's really cool watching them yeah. do that and the fact that these shows aired in the 50s it's still kind of timeless yeah it's, it's still really interesting because those jobs still exist those jobs yeah. still exist and those celebrities hearing them try to figure out who the celebrity is or or what they did and sometimes and, the, and these panelists were smart because if it happened to be a celebrity who was doing a broadway show or was in town promoting something because they just had a movie come out like they were plugged into the gossip pages what was happening in pop culture so they would mm-hmm. say Wait a minute. Are you part of the new Broadway show that's opening around the corner at the Blah 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 Theater? <laughs> Why, right you are. You win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's but funny. for each 
for each uh, um, no, I guess, like the contestant would get five bucks or something like that. So, gotcha. you know, oh, the nice. more they stumped them, the more money they made. And then eventually it got to a point where they ran out of time and they had to take their blindfolds on. And then there was the, oh, it's oh, a huge yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked at Wendy's, we would have people come through every single day and eat the same thing every single day. Well, Jeff knows Even, every Duncan worker in right. the Town. But even on the weekend, they would come. And I got to the (laughs) point where I would be able to finish their order down to what they wanted on their number one. Like, you would just know who they are. You hear their voice and you know what time yeah. of day it is. Or they would start. Oh, here comes that tan Buick. I or know they that. would no. start the order with, I'll take a number one. And I'd be like, lettuce, pickle, onion, tomato, <laughs> with a diet. Yep. You know, 472, pull on around. Wow. Okay, so this is really funny. I walked into a liquor store yesterday. And uh, I'm I'm looking at the different scotches, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice that says, you know, every time you come in here, you end up getting the same thing. We all know you're going to get a Macallan 12. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's sad. It's not that sad. No, but... Are you there every week? Yeah, that it depends be- on yeah, how frequently he's going. <laughs> right. Um, no, somebody get... So, I don't even... Oh, I know how this happened. So, a couple of months ago... I was looking, uh, so that, so, okay. So typically I usually get the same scotch. Uh-huh. There's this other brand. I was looking for something different and I found this new, what appeared to be a limited edition, oh, like a commemorative edition. You got to try that. Scotch. And it, it was a Glenlivet 18. I'd never seen anything like that. Oh. I'd never had an, an 18 year age scotch and in was my it, life. Was it pretty pricey? Cause sometimes that's like almost an added temptation. If it's a limited edition and it's, it's, kind of pricey, then you know it's really special. I thought it would be, but I looked at the price and the price tag was actually less than what I typically spend oh. for my regular show. I said, oh, I'm going to buy this. Let's uh-huh. try it. Let's see. And I take it home and it was fantastic. Wow. I loved it. And so uh, I forget about it and, you know, we go to Paris or whatever and then we come back and then I, I had it the other night. I'm like, wow, this is really good, but I'm just about out. So I go to the liquor store to get some more and the price tag on it is $150. Whoa. Wow. And he goes, yeah, it's always been that. So evidently, <laughs> when I bought it the first time. You bought so much other stuff you didn't know? I bought so much other stuff I didn't know because I bought her a bunch. I got her like a case of wine. Oh, and I got her some funny. bourbon. I made like a big liquor run. And the price tag must have been in the wrong place. So uh-huh. I thought I was paying a lot less than I really oh, did. Oh, wow. That's funny. And I and I, she comes home. She goes, how much was it? I go, it was like $500 worth of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, you, you get a lot of wine. Yeah, you need to cut back, lady. <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, so that was. That's funny. Oops, so did you buy another bottle? No. No. No, that's You couldn't ridiculous. bring yourself to it. It was crazy. Yeah, because no. how many glasses do you get out of that one bottle? I don't even know. Yeah. Not enough. Because <laughs> yeah. you wonder, you know, it makes you curious how much it is per drink. Right. See, that's how you got to do when it's a big purchase like that. You got to start doing math to rationalize it. Because if you were, say you got 15 glasses out of that one bottle that's 10 bucks a drink, you'd pay that in a bar or a restaurant. Yeah, and do you want to share that with friends who come over and drink like fishes? No, no. you're going to hide it. Yes, when they come over. <laughs> what you need to do is I don't you want have, you anywhere near my good stuff. You have Kristen drive to the liquor store, but she gives you a couple of glasses of scotch before you go. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> idea. You're there. <laughs> and yeah, then you're there, I want that 
that one. Oh, You're like, God. yeah, I'll take two number twos. Uh, that number seven over there. Well, people who drink bourbon, they pro- I mean, they're, they're like, some of these guys are aficionados, you know? They're like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. have you tried the new single barrel limited edition Eagle Rare? No, no. but I'm going to today. Okay. <laughs> that happened to us on the bourbon trail. When I took my boyfriend for his birthday last November, we hired like a tour company, like a, a car to come and pick us up. And so we went to like five different places. We were being very responsible. We had lunch. But, you know, once you start sampling, and you're on like place number four. Yeah. And he's up there buying two bottles. And I'm like, I want this sweatshirt. And yeah. it's like a $90 sweatshirt. Right. I didn't even know it cost $90 till I wore it like last week. And he told me that. He was like, totally. You know, that was like 90 bucks. I'm like, What? I never would have bought this. <laughs> That's he's really like, funny. But you had to have it that day. That's funny. I said, Yeah, but you were buying all these things and I wasn't getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to have something. That's so true. So I did. got this sweatshirt that oh, says that's bourbon funny. on it for $90. Oh, Thank you. I bet it's a high quality sweatshirt, it though. Was. Yeah, it's nice. It was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so if you wear it nine times, it's only $10. Yeah, $10, $10 to wear. wear. Exactly. Yeah. But she'll wear it way more I'll than be, nine. Yes, absolutely. But nine will be the goal as long as you do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, it's 725 with Jeff and Jen. Cincinnati's Q102. How would you kill a zombie? Boom. Also, the four-day work week could become a reality. It is Wednesday, the 22nd of February. It's 2-22-22-23. And here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, The reason I brought up the zombies thing is because zombies have been trending because of a popular HBO show, The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. And a new poll found that over half of Americans think they know how they would kill a zombie, how to kill, like, effectively kill a zombie. Now, see, I haven't watched any of the zombie shows. I didn't watch The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm not watching this one. So my guess, as as someone who is uneducated in the arena, uh-huh. what I would use is a flamethrower. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would just torch them. I believe they did do a little of that on Walking Dead. I watched the first, I don't know, 19 seasons of that show. Yeah. I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but it seems to keep it going. It felt like it. Um, but they, you could stab them in the head. You yeah. could cut them in the head. You could cut their head off. King. Or you could you could burn them, but I think they the most effective was in the head. Just stab them. They in have the head. to be burned. Like I, I mean, I mean, so. how do you kill? Like they can't. Like if you just shoot them in the chest, them, they're they, not dead, right? They no, just gotta, keep coming at you. It had you, to right? do with the head. Something with the oh. head. You stab them in the head, and it would make a squishy noise, and then they'd fall down. Yee. So those are the only the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, I think it's different, isn't it? In every zombie show, probably how those particular zombies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure there's universal law there. And, you know, zombie depictions go back to like black and white movies from like the 50s and Forever. 60s. They've been doing it a while. Fifty three percent of people say though that they know how to kill a zombie. Okay. The other 47 percent don't. So. They're definitely future zombies. But here are some stats from the poll. 24% of us do not think it's weird to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. I don't know if I would ever say that I prepare for anything like that, but I just wouldn't be shocked if it happened. 
Yeah, I'm not preparing for that. I'm going to run from them and let you guys handle it. When you kill them all, you come to my house. I'll be in my bourbon. And you'll cook for us. And our bourbon bunker making all the stews. And of those people, like more than one out of ten, though, are convinced. Like, for real, this is not a joke. They legit think there will be one someday. And of those people, 70% of them think it'll happen at some point in the next 30 years. Wow, so soon. Yeah. Hmm. So the top weapons we'd want to have, according to the poll, a shotgun, a handgun, a bat, a machete, a machete, machete. and a crossbow, sword, axe, knife, and grenade also made the top ten. Thank God Jen has a flamethrower on hand. I'm telling that to me just seems like the most practical logical, thing, sure. logical thing well, to have. Yeah, but- have one. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, can't you just get one at Home Here's Depot? Here's the thing, Jen. Though, <laughs> when you, when it's you and Ask some other, ex. it's you and some guy living in a camper in the woods for 11 years trying right? to fight off zombies. How much gas do you have? Oh yeah, oh, you might gosh. run. Dude, they they don't have electric. Rechargeable. No, the world's ending. (laughs) That's my question, though. Are you actively fighting them, or are you just killing them if they approach you? And are you hunting or are you defending? Yes, a little bit of both would be a good. Living in your trailer, I I just want to defend. I'm not attacking. So what you do is you put a barbed wire perimeter around your property, with noisemakers on it. So when you when they walk into it, when they walk into it, you get a warning and you can go get now, them. Can zombies come out in the day? Yeah. yeah okay. Because they're, so they're not Why? like vampires. Oh, I thought they were like vampires. They can come out in the day. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Anytime so you'll see the them coming. Any time of day. All right. Yeah. See, why can't it just be like a garlic clove and maybe a silver bullet and you have a great day like a vampire? <laughs> now, here's a question. If a loved one got turned into a zombie. Oh, I don't like this question. Would you take them out? Yep. No. Two Are they thirds, attacking me? Well, they're zombies, so they're going to... They can't help it. If they lay eyes it's, on you, they're coming after you. You, you. There's no way to negotiate a peaceful living I, arrangement I, with zombies. I don't a, think you can zombies. communicate with them. Because I would rather... You know, for me, it's like I would almost treat zombies like snakes. You know, as long as it, this is my area... Here is your area. You stay over there. Just do your thing. And I don't think don't it works out anybody. that way with zombies. No, I don't think so. Two thirds said yes. They would. They would take out a loved one if if their loved one turned it's into it, a because it's not their loved one anymore. Well, right. because yeah, you're dead except for the zombie part. And and that was like a recurring regular theme on that that comes up on these zombie shows. And of it's course. heartbreaking. Of course, yeah. you know. Uh, which states are most prepared for a zombie apocalypse? Study looked at zombie-related Google searches per capita, <laughs> and the most prepared states in the U.S. are Wyoming, Alaska, Vermont, and the Dakotas. Of course. <laughs> Least prepared are California. because <laughs> Yellowstone Ranch is in Montana. They're coming. They're get, I'm going there. Yeah, they got gunfire. Right. For Gunpower. Sure. I've seen some of those things Rip can do. Okay. <sighs> Coming up, we're going to talk about the four-day work week experiment. Uh, the results are in. This was an extensive experiment, and we're going to tell you what they found and whether or not this could, in fact, become a reality next. Plus, secret sound. We're going to have a special audio clue for you mm-hmm. at 740. But first, let's check the roads. We have Denise Johnson now with your latest traffic. <laughs> 
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, Nina, how are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Good. Which tells you... me you're a first-time player. <laughs> yep, I am. <laughs> All right, but you play along every day in the car, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, you pretty good at it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some days depends on that letter, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been trying to call in for a while? I have, yeah. Good. So was it kind of exciting? What's that like after you've been trying and either getting, you know, hung up on or or busy signals? When you finally get through and you hear Fritch's voice, what is that moment like? You know, I don't know. It's my, I've got some heart palpitations going on right <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> some people them. just hang up yeah. like they they try and try and try to get through and then fridge finally picks up and they're like oh my god hang up hang up hang up. <laughs> yes i'm not ready don't say anything don't say anything. So well, you got this nina it's gonna be great <laughs> right yeah we're uh so here's the deal you got a chance to win a thousand dollars here if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter i'm about to reveal now you can't use the same answer more than once and the key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible, Nina, because if you can't think of it, like, right off the top of your head, mm-hmm. that's okay. Just just say, yell out, pass, and we'll come back to it later. You'll, okay. you'll end up answering more questions that way, I promise. Okay. All right. So the letter, I just opened up your envelope, and the letter we have for you today is the letter D, as in D. delicious. Mm-hmm. So we've got 30 seconds on the clock. And I will not start that timer until Jen has finished asking the first question. That's so right. We want to make sure you, you get that full 30 seconds. Yep. Make sure you don't repeat your answers. Pass quickly. You got this. So here we go. With the letter D, name something you do on Ash Wednesday. Drink. A fish. Pass. A side dish. Dressing. Something to drink. Pass. Something red. A desk. An office supply. Drill. A vacation spot. Destin, Florida. A body part. Pass. Something you pick. Dandelions. Something square. Uh, Ooh, dandelions was good. Dandelions was good. Yeah, you came A up fish. with some good stuff. Dory. Oh, yeah. Dory. Oh, <laughs> you know what? a good one. I didn't hear what it was. That's why I passed it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to say repeat because I didn't know that was going to lose more gotcha. time. But. Gotcha. That's oh, good smart. for you. Yeah, that was yeah. good thinking. Yeah. You did really well for your first time. Yeah, you did. You sounded very calm. D's nuts. D's nuts. Wait, say what? Stop it. D's nuts. D's nuts. D's nuts. D's nuts. They just think that's hilarious. They say every time. I've got a story about about that. Do you really? Hold it up. Oh, I totally want to hear the story. It, it goes back to the to the John John days with you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I got in, and I remember telling him I, I wanted to say that when they say, who's calling? <laughs> <laughs> and I did. He said, if you ever get back in, make sure you say it. And I did. That call came in one day and was like, hey, I really need to talk to Jeff. And yeah. I was like, what about? And he was like. D's nuts. And I was like, oh, for sure. Oh, please. Jeff, line two is for you. So I go, uh, hi, Q102. Who's this? D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> and he just lost it. They've been laughing up. about it for years. Yeah. It's been years. But when you got D, I was really expecting Jeff to be like, D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't say that. <laughs> well, it was so nice to talk to you, Nina. Well, you guys have a good Wednesday, hump day. You hey, too. Girl. You too. You too. Thank you. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Nina. Bye-bye. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> Where did that even come? Where did that start? Where did D's Nuts start? Does anybody know the origin of D's Nuts? Well, let me type that Maybe into the Snoop computer Dog. here. Was it Snoop? Uh, well, it comes from the root word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first known usage of D's nuts comes from the Chronic 1992 album by Dr. Dre. There you go. There Thank you, go. you. Look at me. I should. And know how was it used in a sentence? Just, just the like actual you heard track. It, I think. The, the, no, the song is called D's nuts. Oh, okay. D e e e e z nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Are you surprised I knew that immediately? A little bit. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, one more reason we need a four-day work week. <laughs> Yeah, it's only Tuesday. We just start getting slap happy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.